Hey everybody, and welcome to the Season 2 Retrospective for Cape Chronicles. I'm your GM, Cliff, here with everybody from this last season. Uh, we've got Fiona, we've got Nick, we've got Chelsea, we've got Roger, and we've got Maeve. It was a real fun season to record. And let me go ahead and open the floor. I think I know what the answer is going to be, but how did everyone feel about last season? Good. <laughs> how dare <laughs> you ask us this question, knowing full well what you have done to us. Right, right. The nerve, Clifford. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even Chelsea. let the sentence of it's been a fun season to record get out. <laughs> I think I think Chelsea feels good about this season. I think Royale feels pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had I had a blast. Um Fen got slapped in the face by dad. So this this show should be renamed Daddy Issues, Kate Daddy Issues. Like clearly, Kate clearly, Daddy Issues. I, I feel like Daddy Chronicles would be a very different podcast. Oh. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's new show coming to Project Derailed. <laughs> don't don't joke, Nick. You know what happens when we joke yeah. about things. Oh, I know. <laughs> now would daddy chronicles be stop just... talking about it don't bring it <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no we can't pitch it we can't pitch it, <laughs> it. the more we talk about it the more we give it power oh my gosh <laughs> exactly we will get a whole different audience <laughs> i know one immediate subscriber to that podcast <laughs> <laughs> oh Listen, M doesn't listen to podcasts. <laughs> I've be only been first. on I've only been on two seasons of anything here. I will not be responsible for creating the most cursed thing that happens here. <laughs> That's got to be M. That's got to be something M does. <laughs> Tom is in the other room, probably seething. He's not involved in this cursed content creation. <laughs> That's his favorite part of of podcasting. <laughs> Just being as cursed as possible. Mm -hmm. I feel like that would be an actual play that Tom would immediately sign up for. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but talking about the actual play that we're actually participating in. What? Uh, well, <laughs> don't take that tone with me, Nicholas. <laughs> That's just how he sounds at this point in the morning. <laughs> Look, the only the only energy you're getting out of me is spite. <laughs> I mean, I would have gotten that even if it wasn't 9 a.m. when we were recording this. Mm. 8 a.m. for some. Mm -hmm. For some. <laughs> that for some is doing a lot of work there. <laughs> <laughs> But I think I'm going to start off with uh, some questions from Twitter. 
And I would like to make first an apology, not to you all, because you signed up for this, <laughs> but uh, to a good friend of the pod and uh, Project Derailed Discord member Nort, because when I made the call for questions for season one's retrospective, I actually missed this one. So I'm going to start off with Nort's questions from season one, because looking at them, they're pretty evergreen. Uh, Nort at Grim Encounters on Twitter says, Hey everyone, Nort here. Couple questions for you all. What is everyone's history with superhero comics or movies? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, there are a couple more, but I'll give it some space to uh, breathe on that one. Sure. Who wants to jump in? Um, I mean, I probably have the the smallest <laughs> experience, so I can go first. <laughs> um, I didn't read a lot of comics growing up. I had, like, one sort of pet I loved. Uh, I was a, a Spider-Man comic reader. Um, and so after I discovered that you were allowed to, like, read comics digitally, and that's a thing you could do, um, I took the opportunity to read exactly one other comic and that was the cable and deadpool comic (laughs) (laughs) um so that's sort of my experience with superhero comics in particular (laughs) uh other than that i stan uh the stan or the the sam raimi spider-man movies uh those are the only ones that exist in my brain uh so that's my experience with superheroes really (laughs) (laughs) yeah um, this is uh, David Schumacher Batman Erasure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, 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 d- I grew up watching um, a lot of like superhero cartoons. My favorite being Teen Titans, which I feel like I've talked about before, probably somewhere in one of our various podcasts. Um, I really, really like Teen Titans, and uh, of course, you know, when I was growing up in the 90s and 2000s, there this was sort of like the start of like a lot of superhero movies coming out, um, so I watched a lot of those. I didn't get super in... Well, I guess that's not true. I did read... Uh, I did read a fair amount of comics starting in high school, um, but I didn't really start collecting comics until I was in college when they rebooted and did, like, the New 52 and stuff. Um, And I've sort of, like, expanded into doing, like... uh, The comics I read now are not necessarily tons of superhero comics. Um, I read a lot of, like, graphic novels and, like, uh, in other genres. I think it was Nort who posted in the Discord the other day, actually, uh, reading Saga. And I love Saga. It's one of my favorites. I'm going to shout it out. Um, But, yeah, I love uh, Batgirl is my my personal favorite. I love Barbara Gordon. She's great. Um, And I love the Teen Titans. I always have a soft spot in my heart for them. And that's probably the series I've read the most extensively is uh, different iterations of the Teen Titans. Awesome. I'm going to wait till everybody else goes, because... Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, I can go next. Um, 
Yeah, so uh, I I enjoyed comics. Uh, I never got huge, too big into comics. Um, um, I was probably reading the most comics in college, uh, and but like not not just superhero stuff. Like actually, the the one comic I was getting most consistently was The Walking Dead. Um, but uh, I do really enjoy uh, like the Deadpool Deadpool comics. I have a ton of those, um, and I have a handful of. Uh, uh, Spider-Man and uh, X-Men stuff. So, uh, and then I'm in general just a big fan of like the MCU and superhero movies in general. Since you know the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies and and the X-Men movies uh, and all of those, just a big fan. And then uh, to echo what Fiona said, I was also a huge fan of like Batman the Animated Series and Teen Titans and um like the Justice League cartoon and Batman Beyond and all those like good 90s superhero cartoons. The 90s Spider-Man cartoon also very Great. good. Great. Absolutely underrated. Mhm. Well, yeah. Mhm. Mhm. <laughs> <laughs> Roger's going to uh, add so much this <laughs> I am. I'm going to add a ton. Um, I think for me, I mean, I also didn't really read um, comics growing up or anything, um, so I didn't really have a ton there with it. I think I read, like, in college, maybe my first year, because I realized that I hadn't read any comics. I, like, tried reading some stuff, because they had done the relaunch and everything with DC. Um, so tried reading some of that stuff. Honestly, none of it really stuck for me. Um, but, uh, did read Watchmen through maybe a couple of times. Mm -hmm. Um, I also got really into the MCU, I guess, when it was coming out and everything. Specifically, I think, same time everybody else started losing interest in the MCU, or at least had <laughs> some dwindling interest was after Endgame. Um, and so I think I'm kind of in that boat now. I just pick and choose shows, I think, to watch. Or um, pick and choose like movies to really engage with, or just maybe a couple years down the line I watch it. Like I think, um, like I didn't watch Eternals for like quite a while actually <laughs> after it had come out, um, and for good reason. But uh, you know, so um, yeah, I mean, I, I I just kind of keep up. I think just generally like that with like particularly the MCU side of things. Um, I know that Fiona is a, is a big fan of the Snyder movies. Uh, I'm, I'm a big DC fan in general, and mm -hmm. I also love Zack Snyder, so this is like a perfect <laughs> synthesis of my interests. <laughs> For sure. uh, but so I, I have, like, watched um, those with the exception of the forever long Justice League cut. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, yeah. So I guess that's a little bit of that. Let's see. Um, <laughs> I grew up in the 80s, so there were no... Well, there were superhero movies. They were insane. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've <laughs> ever, ever seen the 80s Captain America, but it is bizarre. Um, but I... As a kid, if it wasn't dinosaurs or space, it was superheroes. I, I mean, I, I lived, I ate, I wore, I everything. Um, superheroes. I had a um, 
actually had a Eastman and Laird drawn huge uh, shredder poster on my ceiling at one point. Um, I I have read everything, like even the non-superhero stuff, like, you know, a huge fan of Sandman, Hellboy. Um, I think Norton and I were just talking about Saga and Monstrous. If you're a comic book fan and you've not read Monstrous, please, if you're an anime fan and you've not read Monstrous, go read it. Um, if you love beautiful artwork, go read Monstrous. It's absolutely amazing. Um, but yeah, I, I love, I love superheroes. I love comic books. I've written comic books. Um, I never got them published, but I read, I read, I did write them. Um, <laughs> um, well, they all got destroyed. That That's a, that's a horrible, horrible story for another time. Um, but yeah, I, I, if it has superheroes in it, I will try it. I might not like it, but I will try it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think mine is a healthy middle between uh, where Maeve's was and where pretty much the rest of the cast sits. Uh, I am older than most in the call, so I had a little bit longer run with it. Like, the first superhero thing that I really remember was the uh tim burton batman <laughs> and i saw that like pretty close to around when it came out and i was already a batman fan because my i spent a lot of time with uh my great grandmother and my aunt and so a lot of the times there would be the reruns on tv of the 60s batman which was <laughs> Hot take the best Batman. No, that's not a, that's not a hot take at all. Not a hot take at all. And the uh, the the Adam West Batman movie was a f- absolute favorite for it. At one point, I had three different copies of the DVD, mainly because they had different covers. Um, but like my comic book reading, it was a lot of. Batman. Uh, I actually had the uh, crossover Marvel DC comic graphic novel when they did that that whole thing. And then when the universes kind of combined, it was very wild seeing Batman and Wolverine's power sets combined. Uh, But had that and then the uh the sam raimi spider-mans the x-men 97 cartoon was just absolutely great and then there was like like i was already been mentioned the animated series batman the animated series teen titans uh my main comic book reading though the one that i absolutely had to follow was the archie sonic sonic comics (laughs) those were (laughs) some wild comics yeah, I bet. <laughs> uh, but yeah, then just kind of got into the MCU, but saw all, all, all the Snyder Batmans. Uh, I have not seen the newest uh, Batman with Robert Pattinson, mm. but I really want to because I just, I like the more detective take. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. 
Yeah. But. I'm going to see the new Shazam, I think, tomorrow. Oh, mm. that looks fun. Yeah. I really like Shazam the first does one. look very The first cute. one was yeah. a lot of fun. The first yeah. one was was the first one was absolutely perfect. Like I I had no complaints about the first one. It was so good. I watched it again the other day. It's one of mine and the kids like favorite go-tos. Yeah, um, it's a it's a fun movie. So fun thing by the way, Cliff, about uh the Batman 60s is that um it's it's the goofiness in it is really a very cleverly cleverly crafted um, political statement because it is massively counterculture to the sort of like serious attitude that they were trying to portray on the 60s with you know like authority and you know there were there was all of this very like we must be serious and you had of course in the 60s this hippie counterculture and Batman fed into that like if you'll notice every one of the authorities is completely friggin useless Mm-hmm. It, and it, it's very it's very specific that's one of my favorite things about that show is it like it seems silly and goofy but it was very much like lampooning um american culture like at that point oh yeah i feel like going back and watching those is kind of a great framework oddly enough for uh you know we're pre- preparing gm like a masks game because because of that like you know like you want the heroes to shine while also having you know their own dramas and whatnot come up you want outlandish villains and you want adults slash authority figures that just they don't really do anything they're just kind of there to help bolster up the heroes can I shout out a couple books that I read when I was running my masks game? Absolutely. Yeah. Sort of about that. So I, um, I also really like reading books about um, sort of like the cultural impact of like comic books and like superheroes and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, and a couple of favorites. I was thinking about it earlier because I was looking at my bookshelf to because it's right next to me to see like. A, <coughs> what comics I had, but um, some of my personal favorites are The Caped Crusader by Glenn Weldon, which is specifically about Batman and, like, how Batman has evolved over time and, like, sort of, like, the cultural consciousness around Batman. Um, A book called Comic Book Nation that just traces, like, comic books from their inception, like, all the way through, um, all the way through, like, the 2000s and, like, how people, like, responded to it. And uh, another book called The Supergirls by Mike Madrid, which is specifically about women in comic books. But those are some of my favorites. But I have a bunch of them. Um, but I think The Cape Crusader in, like, specifically was, uh, was a big part of, uh, of like, when uh, we did Masks on Fables. I read that a couple times. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Those sound great. Yeah, they're pretty good books if you want to pick them up. Um, I'll dogpile that for one recommendation as well. Uh, a friend of mine lent me this four uh, four issue mini series called Marvels, um, that uh, mm-hmm. is amazing. The art is all like kind of more like that painterly oil paint than like your traditional comic style, but uh, really really good. Uh, 1994 book by uh, Kurt Busiek and Alex Ross uh, and Marcus uh, McLaurin. 
and uh, it's basically the entire Marvel universe from like 1939 to 1974 from the perspective of the Everyman. Um, That's amazing. So, yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, the next Nort question from that list for you players: How did you decide on what powers to have? Ooh. I like dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> Straightforward. Yeah. There must always be a dinosaur. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, That's I it. feel like my answer is sort of in a similar realm. Um, when we were talking about it, uh, Cliff and I, I, I really wanted to do the protege because when I ran my masks game, the protege was the one that jumped out at me that I thought was really cool. Um, and I was like, okay, well, who did we mention offhandedly in, uh, in the last one? And we sort of like made a list of the NPCs that we had mentioned, one of which was the Rapid Falcon. I thought wings would be cool. Here we are. <laughs> um, I'm guessing. I'm trying to remember. It feels. It feels like I've always been playing this character. <laughs> um. <laughs> so I think for me, the reason why I wanted Royale to be sort of like a up close and personal sort of punchy kind of girl. Um, for me, like, it's more intense and you can do sort of like more interesting things. I think if you're like a close combat fighter, so I wanted to be able to have those, uh, situations where like, you know, we're fighting and then like, there's a grappling situation and then like the villain can be like, here's some evil shit. And then I have to deal with it up close and personal. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think for Fen, I I really wanted to play the Doomed. So when um, when Cliff came and said, "Hey, do you want to do a uh, a guest character?" I was like, "Doomed is really cool because you know this is a character that has sort of a limited lifespan in the game anyway. So you know, kind of wrapping that all in. But then when I didn't want to do this like sad boy." you know, like, dark and mysterious, edgy character. I wanted him to be, like, very hopeful. And, and so then I was like, okay, so what if I have all the dark, edgy powers, but the character is just not that? So so that's kind of where I went with, with Finn, like, trying to come up with his powers. I was like, we're going to do, like, the darkest, edgiest, coolest 90s hero powers. And, uh, yeah, he's just a big golden retriever. <laughs> Love it. Uh, I'm just shamelessly ripping off Lucio. So. <laughs> um, from Overwatch. That's that's pretty much that's pretty much it. Uh, I had to call up my uh NPC list for this one because the next question Nort had was GM question who's your favorite NPC soup and the lame answer would have been benchmark 
because <laughs> tracing this back, this goes back to a home game that I played, which is a really long story. But I think my favorite NPCs is kind of a tie between uh, Eclipse, just because like it's a looming bad guy who's intertwined themselves with this team and also ties back to uh, Super. Mm-hmm. And how could you not love Christmas Steve and New Year's Eve? Christmas <laughs> Steve. Uh, I was going to say, you better say Christmas Steve. Christmas I was, Steve. I was very happy to get to include them. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, we don't talk about Christmas Steve. A follow-up question, Cliff. Um, who's your favorite PC? Oh! Yeah. <laughs> 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 whoever, whoever has been abused the most... <laughs> Whoever I can torture. I love all of my children equally. <laughs> uh, speaking of children's, uh, Nick, this is a quasi question. What is Quasi's dream meal? Um, look, Quasi <laughs> is a simple dinosaur with simple tastes. <laughs> I cannot understate how much he enjoys chicken. <laughs> he is not picky. <laughs> he longs for the days when chickens were 30 feet tall. <laughs> and I remember this interaction from Twitter, the conversation piece uh, somebody posted of, would eating quasi eating chicken be considered cannibalism? That was a fun interaction. <laughs> yes. It's it's where he gets all his power from. <laughs> it's like the dinosaur Highlander. <laughs> there can only be one. What a film that was. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite things. Like, in Highlander 2, I think it was, they established in, like, the theatrical version that, like, the Highlanders were, like, some fucking aliens or aliens, some shit. Aliens, yep. Mm -hmm. And then, like, and, like DVD re-releases and then going forward in the series, they're like, nope, that's fucking dumb. Let's yeah. just do kidding. that. Just kidding. We're not doing that. <laughs> yeah. The director's cut of Highlander 2 is... Um, I mean the, the the first movie the sec the actual Highlander two makes zero goddamn sense <laughs> zero sense complete garbage. But that first one was fucking dope. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. Oh God, when are we having our Highlander season? <laughs> <laughs> the best scene in Highlander two though is Sean Connery on the plane, hands down. Well, moving to current questions, now that we've wrapped up all of uh, North's questions from the Season 1 retro, 
Uh, two questions along the similar vein. Uh, first from Twitter user at Nick underscore your Siva. Hi, long time <laughs> listener, first time caller. For Cliff, what did these sweet babies do to deserve this sort of treatment? <laughs> and from the Discord from Maeve, how could you do that, Cliff? <laughs> <laughs> the people to need say, to know. Yeah, I feel like there's a theme here. <laughs> to which I say, listen. If you don't give your heroes obstacles to overcome, are they really heroes? Sorry, I couldn't hear that from all the knives in my back. What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> Are the knives screaming? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I don't think uh, Royale or Falcon Girl could hear you over the knives in their back. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. From each other. <laughs> Come play a game, Cliff says. It'll be fun, Cliff says. We'll Listen, be superheroes and do fun stuff. <laughs> You had a season's worth of knowledge when you made that decision. Oh, I know. The onus is absolutely on you. They... I, I jumped right in feet first. I knew what was going to happen. I even made like the crunchiest of crunchy roll characters. It was just like, let's do it. See what happens. Yeah. Should have known uh, better. I think the only person who really had a fair shake of not being prepared in this was Roger, because the other three of you were there during Firelight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, this is true. This is true. For the most part, I think it's been. I I feel like on the on the grand scale of pain, remix is pretty good. Yeah, oh. remix seems to be our like. <laughs> He's been avoiding the worst to normal. of things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Don't worry, yours is coming. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, oh, has like a happy, stable family, yeah. and like stuff's like going well. I'm like, oof, can't wait for this to blow up. As Roger <laughs> says this, there's a crosshairs like slowly uh, going down. I know. <laughs> yep. I know. I have it on good authority that Cliff will uh, kill your family members. Um. <laughs> but he gave He'll you a robo dad. one. Come on now. Yeah, that's true. I did get a robo. How many super dad. dads must we kill? <laughs> Digital dad is just as fun. He stutters, which is fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just as fun only to Falcon Girl. Some, somehow he's a Falcon Girl. <laughs> somehow he's eighties Max Hedrum. We like this we don't understand why the technology hasn't increased since the eighties, but here it is. Listen, <laughs> Falcon Dad was just lucky he understood enough of the technology that was out to even <laughs> That produce an 80s hologram. That is valid. <laughs> he can make he a hologram. this in the 80s and then didn't ever update it. <laughs> he can make a hollow dad, but he can't program the VCR. <laughs> Falcon dad. <laughs> the wacky sitcom spinoff will be a good time. Uh, well, the... Next question we got is from uh, Nathan. Uh, did I expect the team to be arrested and on site for the jailbreak? Uh, short answer, yes. That was my original plan. Uh, originally, I was going to have all of you taken in 
and it was going to be trying to have Agent Wing strongly coerce Fen uh, to come into like a questioning room and strong arm the team into joining Aegis now and then or get right then and there or getting booked and becoming part of the prison population. But my out for that was also always intended. The, the prison break was always intended. But that was going to be my out to allow you to not have to make the decision to join Aegis then and there. And, and he slapped give... me instead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Fen came through with the clutch, run away, and convincing Wing to not give pursuit. You're at welcome. At the expense of being slapped. <laughs> <laughs> prison break, you say? I sort of like the sound of, of a prison break. <laughs> Lots of chaos, lots of people to punch. But I don't think Royale was in a uh, punching state of mind then. I know! Think of all the restraint I showed that entire episode! (laughs) (laughs) And the last official question I have is also from Maeve. If season three had you making a new character, what playbook would you try? And I think this possibly could be relevant to potential futures because there might be a couple of you who are getting close to considering a playbook change. So, you know, you can take this from a playbook change (laughs) perspective or if you were to make a entirely new character. Well, I have to look at the books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm go at this from uh, an entirely new character. Yeah, I think just in general of like, uh, there's there, there's a handful of playbooks that I would just want to play in general, whether it would be a new character or a playbook change or whatever. I'm not really thinking too much about like the specifics of that, but um, the brain was someone I've always thought would be fun to play um, and was one I was considering really before I landed on uh, quasi um, that was also a playbook I was considering back for super before I landed on straw mm. yeah I am not shocked to hear that you want to play the brain <laughs> <laughs> I mean the, the, the challenge would have been making that character different from <laughs> Hayes, my vampire the masquerade uh-huh. news for <laughs> <laughs> He was a, a super hacker, uh, but but yeah. <laughs> um, I know for me, I wanted to play sort of like an explosive kind of character when I made Royale. Um, so for a long time, I was really between the bull and the Nova. Um, and really when I was reading the book for the first time, three of the playbooks really jumped out at me and it was the transformed because I love playing robot girls. It was the bull because I love punching things. And it was the Nova because feelings are hard. <laughs> so <laughs> the that, three types that's of my characters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that was really my trifecta. <laughs> I, 
I, I really, I have an idea for, and I, I was going to get to play it and the game fell through, but I really want to play um, an Innocent, which is the time travel. You you come from the past to learn that your future self is a dick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I really, I really want to play it because I have some really, like, fun ideas for it. So, yeah, I think uh, if, if I was to play Mask again, it would definitely be the Innocent. Mm. I feel I like can't... the joint jumps out to me. Like that mm. one's um, kind of an interesting dynamic, I think. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I think that'd just be really fun to play around with, of like having this um, other character that I'm kind of tied to um, that really just impacts a lot of what I do. So, yeah, probably that. I think the delinquent would be fun. Mm-hmm. I'm, I've been putting too much work on myself in masks, being like, oh, I'm going to run it, and then I'm going to be the, like, quasi-leader for this uh, for this team. So I think it would be fun to do, like, a like a hard change and be, uh, be the bad boy. The quasi-leader. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Special announcement, I'm playing Quasi-Raptor now. <laughs> Damn. All right, everybody, well, everybody take your sheets and pass them hey, to the left. Oh, God. Yeah, it's like, well, I guess I could play the brain after all. <laughs> that was, it, see, I, uh, the other one I was thinking was uh, was Rogers. Um, was it the star? I thought that that, like, I think that sounds really cool, too. Um, mm-hmm. it'd, be, it'd be very fun. But I think the delinquent is... Uh, Final answer here. I played a delinquent in a um, in a one shot at kind of the cob that uh, Tanner ran. That was a lot of yeah. fun. Yeah. Where I played like a emo sword boy, literally called Edge Lord. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And I like I, I just as a general thing, I've been sort of like trying to move my. Uh, playing and GMing into uh, into more like chaos mode. So I think that the delinquent would be very fun to try that out with as well. It just, it just sounds exciting. I don't know. Yeah. It's a fun playbook. Yeah. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just, I know it could possibly be a new character, but I'm just imagining Falcon Girl just saying, fuck it and becoming a delinquent. <laughs> oh, that's always a possibility. I, that's not off the table. I was thinking about that as I was looking through the playbooks. Because, um, you know, Falcon Girl is uh, in a weird spot insofar as the protege goes. Um, so that is something we have discussed. And I guess he'll have to listen and find out what we end up doing with it. But, I mean... Nothing's off the table. Like I said, I'm trying to go more uh, chaos style with everything. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. We're gonna come into season three, and Falcon Girl's gonna have an <laughs> eyebrow ring. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's gonna, gonna be smoking like... in the bathroom. Ooh, Falcon Girl's yeah. heel turn. Yeah, she's gonna have super thick like uh, charcoal eyeliner. And, right. like, oh my god. Yeah. Can she though? <laughs> my girl. 
she's gonna finally look at hollow dad and be like you're not my real dad he yeah, wasn't my real dad, dad either <laughs> and the rest of us will be like we know that's what we've been trying to tell you she doesn't listen to her real dad at all as evidenced by the one scene he was in which she's just like yeah leave me alone okay bye <laughs> 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 I did love that. That yeah. scene in particular was hilarious for me. Yeah. Her boyfriend has a nice family, though. She likes all of them. <laughs> yeah, Remakes gets to be the only character with, like, an actual, like, you know, real family life. Everybody else is, uh, we're all just sad little orphans. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to have a normal family. <laughs> yeah. Do you count as an orphan if you literally just popped into existence, don't have parents at all? I don't know. That is a question I've not considered before. <laughs> yeah, I'm GM rolling on that one, yeah. <laughs> Role for orphan? And then there's also, like, Quasi was grown in a lab. Yeah. <laughs> but you've got a lab mom. You're I do fine. have a lab mom. Falcon Girl elects to not recognize her, uh, her, like, family of origin here. <laughs> <laughs> I found out I have parents. I also found out they're probably dead. <laughs> Rip. I don't know. Quasi knows that information more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> Quasi read the file folders. And <laughs> hey, they contain valuable information. Uh-huh. I will say, since we're talking about the season, that's one of my sort of like favorite weird decisions we made. <laughs> uh-huh. I love that that Quasi knows Royale's backstory more than Royale does. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, those two episodes back to back, yours and Nick's and Fiona and Rogers were the two like absolute. I mean, it's a good season, but those are the two like shining gems, honestly, in in, in the season. They were so good. Yeah. Tender moments between the knife twists. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you make me like my friends? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, it's not a uh, listed question that I have, but you know, what were some of some more of your favorite moments from the season? Favorites may be a weird word, but uh, I liked I like the danger that uh, Royale is sort of in with her like accidentally killing people a couple times. <laughs> Are almost getting there, because uh, that's alarming to have happen in the moment when you're not prepared for it. Take a powerful blow has been a very dangerous role for this season. Holy cow. Yeah. True. There were, there were a couple, like, really, really good ones, I think, this season. Like, uh, you know... Um, the 
Remix in the room not getting what Fiona is trying to say about listening devices made me laugh. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just like, I don't know if this is Roger not getting it or Remix not getting it, and that's the my favorite part. Yeah. <laughs> And that's how you role play. Yeah. <laughs> it's just you take your real life confusion and make it your character's confusion. Yeah. Yeah. I felt I felt like I was playing a different game when that scene happened because I was pulling so much from um, a vampire the masquerade character that I played named uh, Colleen, who's a Malkavian and is deeply, deeply paranoid. So she thinks that fucking everywhere is bugged. So I was like, as soon as I like, you know, oh, this person's just like sending me stuff, whatever. I'm like, ah, <laughs> it's bugged. Like, they're listening to us. They're coming to get us. They're in the walls. Yeah. And it, it was just a good, it, it was a good show of like, Falcon Girl can't, doesn't know how to turn off being a superhero and mm -hmm. remix is like i am home i'm not i'm not remix right now yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> right for sure yeah i think that that was like my favorite episode to record it was just like such a such a nice break from stuff um it was really fun to like play falcon girl in a not high stress situation <laughs> or at least in like a high stress situation like a very different way um i think it's just been really fun in general because like this whole show has been her like slowly losing her mind um so it's really nice to see her like in an environment where she feels like she can just like relax and like actually talk to someone um, cause I, she talks to Quasi, but I think that like, there's something with Remix that she like really recognizes in a way she doesn't necessarily with Quasi Raptor. Um, and I think it has to do with sort of like the family life that uh, Remix has, which I think she also like relates to, but also deeply doesn't relate to. Mm. So it was just such a fun episode to record. And I always like playing with Roger. We always have good times. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, excuse me. Um, yeah, I really I liked it. how um, when Cliff invited me on to the show, he was like, "I have an idea. Let's go for it." And then, like, God, what was it like? One in the morning, Cliff, and we were going back and forth. Like, they were like six page like you could scroll up like six pages worth of like us talking about like who this character is going to be and all this stuff and i thought you know i'm going to be a little guest character i don't expect any of this to actually like matter for the show it's just for me to like get to this character and then cliff is like here let's throw in this scene at the beginning of the first episode with your like your daughter or your your sister and like i was like oh Oh, that's actually really cool. So I I really appreciated those moments too. Yeah, one oh. of my favorite things of that there was a Twitter exchange when uh, posting about the uh, the Christmas Steve fight part two. Uh, somebody commented after listening to the episode asking if you know Fen was going to be back because they they were concerned about getting invested in this character <laughs> that, and you know, them not like appearing again. It's like, 
don't worry, at least through the rest of this season, they'll be back. They will be back. And it was just, it warmed my heart just to like see that, like, after, you know, all the time that, you know, everyone spent getting invested in the main team, that shows to the testament of how good of a role player you are and how interesting the character is that, like, people were excited for and interested in this character coming back and becoming invested in them. And I re- really thought that was a just a cool moment for the podcast in general, let alone this season. I well, can't believe Maeve made a fake account to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I love attention. I love attention. So, you know, just like... I'm not sure if I actually had fans per se how I would act, so don't do that. But give me the attention. Gosh, I I still remember that that first episode that uh, Fenrir came in on. That was the one. That, Remix was still in the hospital. And <laughs> God, we're all in there. Everyone's mad at me. <laughs> Fenrir walks in and it's immediately like, "What the fuck are you doing here? Why fuck you!" you. <laughs> Instant aggro. <laughs> this was such like, a bad okay, idea. My bad. <laughs> that was the beginning of like, do I trust Agent Wing? He kind of tossed me into the shit here. Like, what the hell? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just uh, poor, poor sweet baby. I'm so uh-huh. sorry that that Fenrir has to deal with Royale. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Apparently, uh, Cliff is trying to get him to heel turn to bad guy now. So I know. <laughs> so maybe, maybe Finn will be the one to come back with the eyebrow ring. Oh, <laughs> oh man! That last episode. Uh, I'm glad we do not record with our cameras on. If you could have seen the face I was making, Spencer <laughs> oh, yeah. was talking <laughs> to to uh, I can't even remember Eclipse. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> And I mean, props to Dan when you guys did Super because he made a character that is just so it's easy to understand him and then also easy to understand them and also easy to just hate them. And it's Mm -hmm. perfect. Like, it's a perfect bad guy. So we'll see. Dan really excels at those characters. Yeah, that was it was great, and just the way Dan talks too. It was just like such gold for me because I don't I don't really have to I didn't have to try super hard to come up with like some kind of intimidating voice, but it's a recognizable enough speech pattern mm-hmm. that uh-huh. it's distinct. You know what you're gonna get, and you know hearing them talk like. Oh, this is Eclipse. This is uh-huh. Mhm. <laughs> my my favorite recurring trope on a derailed podcast is listening to Cliff do impressions of us. <laughs> I love it. It's super. It's happening again in this mm-hmm. podcast. It's very good. It's mm-hmm. pretty great. Give me all your narrative beats. I will eat them. Yum, 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 yum. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness I decided not to do a southern accent this time for uh, for Finn. Uh, doing our New Orleans-based podcast has, has definitely, like, it's made the southern leak out into my normal voice. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, my God. 
But, uh, yeah, so do you have any questions for the, for the round table? Hmm. Um, I have one, and I've been trying to figure out how to ask it, because I'm really not sure Uh-oh. what I mean, I guess. With your words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? My, my brain has been, like, one brain cell for the past couple days and have not been able to form questions. Um, But I want to talk about, like, the tone of the show, I guess, Mm -hmm. Um, because superheroes are, like, not my genre, and when I do superheroes or, like, want that sort of media, I tend to think more, like, noir-y or, like, really heavy kind of stuff, and that's not the tone that, that we are taking with Cape Chronicles. We get there, but that's not, like, our base tone. So I guess my question, mostly for Cliff, but I'm sure everybody has an opinion on this. Um, What kinds of things are you thinking about when it comes to the tone for our episodes? Um, Are there certain, like, devices you're using to sort of keep things light? Or are you sort of, like, trying to mimic a specific media in particular? Or does that make sense? Or am I just talking? Yeah, it makes sense. sense. Christmas um, Steve has big new foo energy, just saying. <laughs> I think for the tone, like one of the one of the things that I and I guess this is more theme, but it does influence how that comes through in the t- through the tone of the mm-hmm. podcast. Um, I think one of the central things that I try and keep focused about is how superheroes play into like the status quo and power structures, which is kind of, you know, for me being represented in like ages coming in and becoming like the authority in regards to superheroing and taking that kind of away from the government. So almost like, in a way, like, sort of a commentary on uh, capitalism-fueled policing and, like, just the role of authority. Like, sure, authority can do good things, but there's usually, the problem is that the people who go into those authoritative roles tend to be power-seeking themselves. Because there's still a lot in my little list that, like, you know, hasn't necessarily come through yet, but it's a lot of, you know, like, people trying to make plays to have power, to be the one to set the rules that the authority follows. Mm-hmm. And I think with that overarching theme, the tone kind of comes through in sort of, I want to say, a weird mix of Spider Man and 90s Edgelord Batman shit. 
because like <laughs> if you look at a lot of Peter Parker stuff through the Spider-Man lines, like yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of he has goofy villains, he has his little quips and one-liners, but the world just kind of shits on Peter Parker all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like and like for Batman like I like the idea of these over-the-top rogues galleries, because, like, you've got, you've got Eclipse, who's, like, really deep down this sad boy who's mad that his boyfriend is trapped in another dimension of their own doing, and he's trying to take out his frustration on that on people who've hurt him, a.k.a. Buzzness. Buzzness, <laughs> who's trying to make power grabs like he had before he went to jail for a decade. Um, you've got, like, Benchmark, this kind of anti-hero villainous person who's really just wants the heroes to be capable of handling things and for people who can't handle it to get the fuck out. Um... You've got ridiculous things that would you'd see in, like, Spider-Man, like, Tooth, and uh, you've got the, the Business Boys merger, uh, and, the, <laughs> and, the, and his buddies. Oh, God, that fight. <laughs> that was, Which that one? Was fight. <laughs> that, that fight did not go well for your boy. No. <laughs> Yeet. But like I think I think it's kind of that like the tone that I try and go for is just like one that's like you know kind of kind of silly but also that like overbearing presence of like things aren't good mm-hmm. and ideally that is going to like more make the team as opposed to break it because the world is just in general is just trying to break good people and get them to just be people who fall in line. Mm-hmm. I think a book that I keep referring back to when I like was listening to season one and then playing in season two is the um, 1998 Peter David uh, Young Justice run, um, which is starts with Robin and Superboy and Impulse, who is a future Flash. And it's a bunch of kids trying to do the adult job and being completely bad at it um despite the (laughs) fact that they're all capable superheroes they just can't make it work um and so the book like yes it's about the villains but it's also really about the characters and their interactions being you know these young characters that have like a, a kind of legacy to fulfill but they just like can't work together well enough to make it happen um and uh it's a if you've not read um, if you've not read that particular Young Justice book, it's it's absolutely fantastic, and it's I'm pretty sure it's what's what the Young Justice uh, cartoon show is based off of. 
Young Justice is a fantastic series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot with like this show, and I think it really suits Cliff's uh, GMing style. I think a lot about season four of the Teen Titans show, because mm-hmm. um, that's the Trigon season. So you have these like ultra dark, serious moments where there's like uh, these big themes about like family and like loss and um like fighting for your friends and stuff but then it's like inner cut with like mother may i and new foo and stuff like that and they do this throughout <laughs> the whole show but it's the most in that season where it feels like every other episode is like you know dark light dark light um and i feel like that like it reminds me so much of like this show because you have um these really serious moments or these like very sincere moments, but then you also have shit like Christmas Steve, yeah. <laughs> like the fucking penguins. And, uh, I, and Eclipse does a very good job of weaving that all together to make it still feel like a very like, uh, cohesive world, even though we can kind of like choose our own adventure here. Like we can like play with those moments, which I think is, you know, very authentic to the genre where you do get a lot of like, um, moments with a lot of levity, but then also those like moments where you do have to like grapple with what this all means and like what they're actually trying to do here. Mm-hmm. I think that yeah. style like is just so well suited for like an RPG space in general, mm-hmm. you know, because you like it's it's very possible to run a much more serious tabletop rpg game but i found that naturally most games kind of gravitate to that middle ground where like it's a lot of goofy jokiness but there's Mm -hmm. still like good uh tense drama that can happen as well um and it just lets players around the table be themselves having fun we're playing a game you know so i think like it's the medium of tabletop RPGs as a storytelling tool, like lends itself to that kind of uh, mix of genres really well, I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think, I think the most wild against theme, but not necessarily out of character thing that you all have done is, Adopting these penguins. Like, <laughs> what are we gonna do with the penguins? Oh my god, I forgot we did that. Oh, <laughs> oh no, we left them at home. Who's feeding them while we're at fucking benchmarks? <laughs> Who's feeding them to Quasi? Quasi, <laughs> <laughs> you can't eat them. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. yeah, I think, I think it's right now at the base. It's Hollow Dad, Pterodactyl. And the fucking penguins. Oh my god. god I want to see that spin off. That's a spin off we need, yeah. 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 <laughs> Everybody pick a penguin. There's going to be a really weird version of Home Alone. <laughs> but yeah, that's one of the strengths, I think, of Mass in general is that, like, I have played, I mean, if it's a superhero game, I've probably played it. Like, my outside of this one my favorite one is like the old tsr system which is just like as over the top and ridiculous as you could think it is it could be but most superhero games rpg games really focus in on the power sets and like making the characters feel epic and you know super powerful and all of this and masks kind of cuts away from that and looks at like yeah they have powers but what 
what is interesting about these characters. And mm -hmm. so the emotional development of that's built into the system, I think, with Mass makes it a much more interesting game to me than most of the other superhero games that I've played. Because, like, it doesn't matter what your power set is in, in this game at all. Like, that's, that's like, dressing on top. Like, you know, it's not interesting as much as who this character is and what they're doing and why they're doing it. I think that's uh, probably the biggest strength of the system. Absolutely. Does anybody else have any questions or thoughts about the past season or what's to come? I feel like a lot of my thoughts still need to be played out in the next yeah. season. Yeah. Why did you try to kill my brother? <laughs> <laughs> Remix has had some sort of trauma. Jeez. <laughs> You're not going to be allowed on the team anymore if you don't have trauma. Listen, you it's give like you me... must be this traumatized to be on this team. Yes. You give me a family, I put them in danger. <laughs> right. Did you ever read Spider-Man? <laughs> it, it's simple economics. You. I need to know uh, when Falcon Girl and Royale will be friends again, or maybe ever for the first time. <laughs> friends or more than friends? Ooh. Maybe. Ooh. I don't know if she ever stops hating Royale. <laughs> It'll Listen. be a cute little poly triad. I love it. I, yeah. That's what I'm excited for moving forward. <laughs> and Quasi's there, too. And Quasi's, Quasi's there, too. there, too. We'll find Quasi a dinosaur girlfriend. It's fine. <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe one See, of the penguins. If you guys become a poly triad, I think Quasi would just continue existing completely oblivious. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he, like, 100%. Would it, yes, yeah. <laughs> Why wow, Quasi not being invited to things? <laughs> <laughs> Quasi, you'll eventually start asking, what is love? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know my question, Cliff, and, and it's that I have loved being on this as a guest. Um, so my question is, will we see Finn for season three, or do I have to mm -hmm. listen like everybody else? Put him on the spot. <laughs> yeah. I mean... How many fake accounts does Maeve need to make a task? Right. right. <laughs> Clearly I'm a fan favorite. <laughs> Listen, all I'm going to say is you can't leave a season with a juicy, juicy tidbit of the one of the main villains trying to court the interest of a character and not see them again. Ooh. Yeah, that would be bad storytelling, huh? Yeah, terrible yeah. storytelling. <laughs> you can't just... You can't leave a juicy little carrot like that just dangling. <laughs> there you go. You guys heard it already. Fenrir, season four villain. <laughs> I've got the black eye makeup ready to go. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, uh, if there's no more questions about the game, I have two <clears throat> questions that I pulled when I clicked on Twitter on the uh, hashtag I threw up cake <laughs> questions that I did not expect anyone to use, but people have put these words together in tweets before so yeah they have i don't know what that means <laughs> from twitter user at darian 2901 why my teacher can't bring normal cape questions for this ia exam bye <laughs> yeah okay it's probably because this teacher was trying to test their critical thinking skills and i guess they went to twitter to think it out yeah. <laughs> twitter where all of the critical thinking happens yes. also said person may have been having a stroke see medical help <laughs> this is for also october 20th 2019. listen i uh <laughs> that's a good day i like that day <laughs> I just went on. I did not look at the date of any of these. I, just, <laughs> I scrolled down to see what I would find. Uh. <laughs> and from Twitter user at Nevekalat, glad say them cake questions here repeat. Yes. Yes. I agree. Totally. This, this definitely feels like a Google autocomplete interview yeah, really does. <laughs> I, I feel like this question is stripping a lot of nuance from the subject matter but in in short yes i agree <laughs> oh, i'm glad that we all concur <laughs> we something i see there's one here saying why is there a word limit for calm when clearly it doesn't exist <laughs> A question as old as the Sphinx. <laughs> uh, or at least as old as May 4th, 2014. <laughs> oh, the Twitter archives. Alrighty. Well, with that, uh, I think that wraps up the retrospective portions of this podcast. I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, going down the line, Nick, tell us about what you're doing and where we can find you. Oh, hey, yeah, it's me. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're listening to this show, you probably are already aware of Tales of the Voidfarer. Um, I am the dungeon master on that. Um, there's new episodes coming out the first and fourth uh, no, fuck. First and it's still early. First <laughs> and third Tuesdays of every month. Uh, so check that out. Um, and I have some future projects coming up soon. So just, you know, keep following Project Derailed for announcements on that stuff. You don't you don't have any other podcasts that you do? <laughs> nope. Not one that's a little talky talk about a. About Brando Sando. Yeah, that that Cosmere and Coffee is also a thing. 
my brain is functioning at like probably 12 percent right now so yeah cosmere and coffee uh we talk about brandon sanderson and uh the cosmere awesome uh fiona i am fiona um, so I also do a lot of, uh, Project Derailed podcasts. Um, in addition to this one, I am also on Tales of the Voidfarer. And, uh, this show was a spinoff of, um, a little show called Fables Round the Table. It's a tabletop RPG anthology podcast where each season we do a different, um, we do a different RPG system with a new story and a rotating cast and GM. It's a lot of fun. Um, I don't know. Excuse me. Night. Um, I don't know when this is coming out, but uh, right now we are in the middle of our kids on bike season. It's been a ton of fun. Um, and you can catch that on the podcatcher of your choice every second and fourth Wednesday of the month. Um, we have, I think, like 11 seasons for your listening pleasure. Um, and I am also on a little podcast with Roger called Into the Scoobyverse, which is released every uh, first and third Thursday of the month. Um, we talk about all things Scooby-Doo. Right now we are uh, working our way through Velma because we recorded the episodes when Velma was still coming out. Um and we are in the next one. I think you get to also hear us talk about some uh, Mystery Incorporated episodes. And uh, coming up soon, we'll have an episode where we talk about the uh, the uh, our reactions to playing the uh, first ever Scooby Doo pinball machine. So it's a lot of fun. Ooh. If you like Scooby Doo or just like to hear me and Roger talk, you can uh, go check out that podcast on the podcatcher of your choice. And uh, other than that, I've been um, slowly disappearing into the abyss, I guess. I don't have anything else going on. But. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of, let's hop over to Roger. Uh, yeah. Um, well, Fiona basically said everything. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> Frank? Uh, but, I mean, in, in, in terms of, like, derailed things. Um, so, like, I'm on a few fables seasons at this point um the current one of our kids on bikes season i i play a character on that show sylvester um which uh, i did not think he would be such a sweet nervous boy but boy is he a sweet nervous boy <laughs> he is. Um, <laughs> he's the and, best uh, so I, I love him. Um, and I also am on Into the Scoobyverse. And, and I think that it's... I, I'm glad that we had to show Velma to fuel us with our hate watching at a certain point. Um, which I think we were mostly fair with that show, truthfully. But yeah, it, it did, we it were did keep we us were a honest. lot more fair than a lot of people. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so if you want some balanced takes on Velma, yeah, <laughs> and we talk about we talk about the movie Bros way more than I think. Oh we yeah, we yeah we bring it up that, in like every episode. <laughs> we bring it up a lot, um, but yeah. So so we we talk about other things that are not Scooby. Scooby-Doo in reference to Scooby-Doo often. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I also stream on Twitch. Uh, I am a uh, 
uh, variety kind of streamer. So yesterday, actually, as we're recording this, just yesterday, I did a, uh, a collab stream where I was playing It Takes Two with another one of my streaming buddies. And so um, we're going to be doing that. And I play a lot of, like, cozy, like, farming games and stuff like that. And we just, like, chat. So if you're into that kind of thing, you know, check me out on Twitch. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much everything. Where can they check you out on Twitch? Oh, it's uh, <laughs> twitch.tv slash Mr. Roger. That's M-I-S-T-E-R-R-O-D-G-E-R. Hell yeah. That's it. Uh, <laughs> I'm also on Twitter at Mr. Roger TTV. Awesome. Uh, Chelsea. I'm Chelsea. <laughs> um... I'm Chelsea. Um, I do a lot of the uh, Twitter assets for uh, Project Derailed, and also I work on Fables a lot. Um, if I'm not running a game, I'm sometimes editing, sometimes performing. Um, and I help manage the, the Discord server that uh, we all use. Uh, you should come join our Discord server. Come talk to us. We'd love to have you. <laughs> We fight about dumb stuff all the time. Come join the conversation. <laughs> um, when I'm not doing Project Derailed stuff, I uh, help run a candle business. Uh, if you have uh, RPG characters you are horribly attached to, let me help you turn them into a soy wax candle that you can burn at your convenience. Um, burn your characters. <laughs> <laughs> If you really want to cause them pain, <laughs> um, you can find us at plot kindling. Or uh, you can find us at etsy.com/shop/plotkindlingcandles. Um, we have a line of pre-stocked D and D candles that all smell pretty good. But if you want to take that step to really immortalize your own character, uh, we have a system to make custom character candles for you. Um, and I think they turned out pretty well. Uh, I've only made one I haven't liked, and we can all blame Cliff for that. <laughs> <laughs> I love my Shelly one. It smells so good. Listen, that candle was a gift for Saker because on his and Evan's podcast, another Project Derailed podcast, It's All Been Done at Bare Naked Ladies podcast, they were talking about what a man candle or the mandel would smell like. Mm. And <laughs> and thus the mandel was born. <laughs> uh, but we're not going to dive into that <laughs> monstrosity <laughs> right now. Uh, uh, um, Maeve, where can we yes. find you and what are you doing? Oh, everything. Um... I currently have my own podcast. It's called Foxtail Games. Tail, T-A-L-E. Don't look it up the other way. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I realized that, that after That was I, ominous. I like that. <laughs> I realized the mistake after I had already gotten, like, all of the logo stuff done. So, no changing it now. Anyway. Um, yeah, so we are currently running um curse of the house of rookwood um and the cast is amazing the game is super fun please come check it out on all your podcatchers next season which should start in like may 
We are going to be doing Slayers by Spencer Campbell, and uh, there's somebody here who's in it. Isn't that right, Cliff? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> it's Cliff. Cliff is going to be playing Monster Hunter Mercenary with game with me, so it's very exciting. Um, other than that, I'm often on the Third Floor Wars um, Twitch and YouTube channels playing all kinds of games. We just played, um, or we just finished up Babies and Broadswords, which is a hilarious game. Um, and generally, I'm just, I'm all over the place. I'm here, I'm there, I'm everywhere. All right, and other than that, where can they find you on the internet? Um, I am on Twitter at uh, jfox1180 or at the the um, at Foxtail Games Pod. Um, I'm here on this Discord. We have a Discord for um, Foxtail Games. If you want to jump on that? Um, I don't ever disconnect. I'm I'm on in my sleep. So like, I'm seriously thinking about <laughs> getting that stupid Pokemon game that like records your sleep uh, patterns that's coming out, which seems amazing. So um, yeah, I don't disconnect. It's fine. It's not a problem. <laughs> Uh, a bunch of terminally online nerds. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's me. Hi, I'm Cliff. I'm your trauma daddy. <laughs> um, <laughs> Stop it. Stop it, Cliff. <laughs> I will speak this monstrosity into existence. <laughs> anyway, I run this game. It's a fun game. I'm glad you all are listening. I don't know what that voice was, but we're going with it. <laughs> anyway, you can find me too many places. Don't dox me. Switching up from uh, that way, bef that little bit before. Yeah, it's yeah, called character development. We don't <laughs> want to be doxed now. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not tired of hearing my voice, you can listen to me on uh, Fables Welcome to Hell. I play Wally. He's a, he's, a, he's a little conspiracy theorist. And uh, alongside Sylvester, it's been a fun time. We just re recorded the last episode of the season yesterday. And mm -hmm. it's a real good one. I, I hope you like it. Uh, I'm also part of Nerdcore Hip Hop Group 2D6. We rap about anime and video games and the existential dread of being a content creator. And horses. And horses. And yeah. fighting the moon. And fighting the moon. <laughs> fighting the moon. And like Maeve said, I'm going to be on the second season of the Foxtail Game podcast with uh, my character, Quacks McCracken. <laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah, you can... If you're not following the podcast Twitter yet, why aren't you? It's at Cape Chronicles on Twitter. On Instagram, Cape Chronicles Podcast. Go like the Facebook page, Cape Chronicles, a Masks Actual Play podcast. Um, you can follow the band on all social media at 2D6Music. And then I've got my own Twitter that I don't really use that often, at the Comic Sads. But thank you, everybody, for listening. It's been so much fun, and I can't wait to 
pull out the knives from all of my little players' backs so that I can find new spots to stab and twist. <laughs> uh, seriously, though, thank you, everybody, for listening. Hope you have a great rest of your day, and we look forward to seeing you in Season 3. Bye. 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 That wraps up this issue of Cape Chronicles. Cape Chronicles is powered by Masks, A New Generation. Masks was written by Brendan Conway and is published by Magpie Games. Visit magpiegames.com for more information on how you can create your own superhero stories in Halcyon City. Our theme song, Superpowers, was performed by Ukla the Mock and written by Rand Balavia and Adam English. Be sure to join us every first and third Wednesday for more superpowered stories and heroic hijinks. On behalf of Project Derailed, I'm your GM Cliff, and we'll see you next time. ProjectDerailed.com Back on Toral, I was a nobody. I got teleported out here, and here I'm something. I'm somebody. The Voidfarer begins maneuvering towards this 200-meter-long space whale. To handle one of these, you need grit. Is that something you have? I'm a tiny little guy. Of course I got grit. If you tried anything, it would end very poorly for you. This alithid dreadnought warps away, accelerating the spell jamming speed as quickly as they arrive. Who the fuck? <laughs> what am I trying to say here, Ravnus? That we're crew. I like that. We're crew. That is a natural one. <sighs> you send yourself sailing out the side of the ship, untethered. Oh. I'm putting a python into the ground. I'm wrapping my rope around it, but I'm jumping into the gravity well. <laughs> a gnome, a halfling, and a half-orf walk into a bar. I forget the middle part, but the punchline is feathers everywhere, and that's not my peanut butter. I cast Tasha's idiot's laughter. <laughs> Climb aboard for Tales of the Voidfarer, wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh, my consequences have actions. <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait, Other wait, way wait. Around. Breaking news, increased sightings of a mysterious graffiti symbol have residents of Hell, Michigan nervous. While some may say this could be from local teen pranksters, others worry that the symbols could mean something more. Could there be a connection to the teen pop idol Ricky Q who disappeared in Hell last year? More information after the break. Then she would also ask if you saw the latest. He thinks that some sort of like power is being drained. Oh God, it's even at Jesus Christ. You you still pass the couple places where you have seen these symbols. Uh, breaking in? She gives him like a sideways glance. To follow this story and more, check out Fables Around the Table, Greetings from Hell, wherever you get your podcasts.